0: This is our first ever podcast. We're kicking it with the grid. Thank you for joining us. It's August 15th. Uh, Yesterday, AP poll just got released, top 25. Uh, So we're going to break down that. We've got some conference alignment news going on. We've got pretenders and contenders. Who knows what's going to happen this year, but we're excited for our first ever podcast, man. I'm ready to roll. I'm joined by my, my boys here, Trevor Port, Blake Owens. You guys want to say hello, and we'll we'll kick right off, man.
1: What's
2: up?
1: What's going on, everybody?
0: All right, boys. Well, honestly, like we said, top 25 just just kicked off, just dropped. And all you people are talking over the social media. You know, people are are pissed about some. People are happy about others. Uh, The first one we got, Iowa. We got Tulane coming in, TMU snuck in, Ole Miss, and UNC. What, what do you guys think about that, Blake? You want to give a start off?
2: Well, there's two teams that stick out to me that I don't think were worthy of even being in the top 25, and that's going to be Iowa and AM. I don't know what really either team did to deserve to be in there, regardless. Uh, Iowa. I don't think anyone's going to argue with you either, Blake. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. is the hardest football team to watch. They uh, they're flat. It's the most boring game on TV every weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, i
2: I can't I
0: can't disagree with. Especially last year was was rough for Iowa. Um, another team you mentioned,
1: Iowa's. Go ahead, go ahead, Trevor. No, no, you're you good, man. I just like, man, I can't. I when you say Iowa, my I, my skin crawls. Like I don't even know what to say about the, that team. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: Yeah, no, you you are good. Uh, most Big Ten fans would agree, except for a late November game at night in Kinnick Stadium is the only time they seem to have a pulse. Um, like you said, we got uh, Texas A&M coming in at 23. They were. Abysmal last year. They had a lot of injuries, and then they, they got hit with the transfer portal a lot. How the hell did they sneak in at twenty-three? I don't know. We'll cover it in depth later, but retreats, they, uh, they
2: the recruits—they—they bought their way in.
0: Yeah, I mean, the they people are going to like hearing, but they—they they were dropping some bags last year and the year before, and uh, most of them left. So I don't know. I don't know. They got transfers coming in. They said, well, we'll see. But I, I thought there was other deserving teams like Texas Tech um, going on. Tulane snuck in. Good for them. AAC A- team, I think they definitely deserve it. Um, outside of them, it's kind of, you know, scratch UNC getting in there. And then we're moving down. We got OU, Wisconsin, uh, Oregon State, TCU, and K-State. Uh, finishing off at number sixteen, there. You guys got anything on them? Quick, quick uh, hits.
1: Uh, well, all I can say is that as of right now, the only team from, from what we've already talked about so far, obviously outside of Iowa and uh, Texas A&M, that I got, I think got snuffed a little bit, is Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss got absolutely railroaded to be thrown down at twenty-two me personally. I think Ole Miss and TCU should be flip-flop. That's my personal opinion. I do not think TCU is going to be what people think they're going to be, I guess. According to the AP, they think they're going to be a top-20 team, and I just don't see that. Um, But they do have a couple transfers. TCU does have a couple transfers, so uh, maybe they can recoup what they lost in the draft and from graduation. I like Kansas State. I think that...
2: uh... We're going to talk about it later, but I think that they are one of the teams that could potentially win the Big 12.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think they've got uh, – their head coach has really uh, done really well for them. They've got a lot of potential here. Uh, Even though they lost to Vaughn, you know, a beast at running back, I I think they definitely have the potential to keep going. Wisconsin's my big – Question mark? They could they could do a lot of damage in the Big Ten, or they could just completely flop. So we're about to find out a lot. Um, moving on, we got 15 Oregon, Utah, 14 Notre Dame, Tennessee, and then Texas at 11. A lot of people are talking about that, boys. A lot of people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, rightfully so. They should be talking about that because that's a damn travesty. <laughs> you're you're, you're good, but you gotta let them know. We, we're, we'll hit it up later. We will finish off. I'm gonna let everybody know that how I feel about a certain, certain couple teams that don't deserve to be where they're at. I just, but. You know, we're gonna cover that later. I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but we'll just cover it
0: later. Blake,
2: <laughs> Notre Dame, they they lost a lot, and uh, they're they're one of those teams that they're historically they're always ranked up toward the top, and then they just they falter off throughout the season, and it's always a letdown. And even yeah. the seasons that they do perform well and they get up into the top five, top ten, they always choke in the bowl game or in the, the national championship.
1: Yeah. They always seem to find a way, don't they?
0: And, uh, Trevor, honestly, I think you just have – Notre, Notre... – I just think you have something against... – What's that? I think you have something against Orange, man. I don't know. Well, we're about to find out tonight, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd probably have... I probably I... am. At this point in time, the AP is – uh forced me to not like horns.
0: That's fair enough. Uh, Going into the top 10, a lot more concise on what people are thinking, maybe just a little shifting uh, on on the poll places, but 10, you got Washington, uh, Clemson at 9, FSU at 8, Penn State at 7, and then SC at 6. Trevor?
1: (laughs) Well, I don't I have a problem with it in principle. I get why AP chose these guys. However, in my personal opinion, even though everybody in the country seems to be suck, never mind, seems to be high on Florida State, I am not. I do not trust them. I do not think that they are going to be as good as everyone says they are, even though they are in the ACC and. well, it's really just a three-team race in the SCC Or ACC, excuse me. Um, as far as Penn State goes, you know, um, y'all know my thoughts on Penn State. I don't think they deserve to be in the top ten. They weren't in my top ten personally when I made my picks as far as who, who was going to be in the top 25. Um, and they still aren't. They're just not there as far as I'm concerned. They do not belong in the upper echelon of the SEC teams, in my opinion. Sure. Blake?
2: I actually like Florida State. I uh, I think they're one of the better teams in the a- a- ACC, and uh, I'm actually not big on Clemson. I don't think Clemson's going to perform as well as everybody thinks. I think that uh, they lost a lot of players. They Clemson's another one of those teams here recently. They had their, their years where they were dom- a dominant team, but as of late, it seems like they – they struggled with easy easy teams. North Carolina State's upset them some. They played close gang of South Carolina. I just got them. I just yeah. I think Florida State's got better athletes. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I tend to agree on the Florida State, Penn State. I don't know. they um, said we we're, we're gonna break down 25 through 11 tonight. Uh, next recording, we're going ten through one, so make sure you guys tune into that one. We're gonna drop that later this week. Uh, jumping in, number five, we got LSU, four Alabama, three Ohio State, two Michigan, and one Georgia, reigning title, you know, champions. Uh, there was a little bit of shifting. People thought maybe Bama should be at three, OSU, you know, four. So I mean, there's not a lot of quarrels, but. That's definitely upset some of the, you know, some of the fan base. So, uh, guys, anything on the top five?
1: It's just – I don't like Austin. That's right. Yeah. Go ahead, Blake Harmon.
2: No, you're good. For the top five, it, it really doesn't matter because once you get in a playoff scenario, it's all – as long as you're in the top four, you're good. And the guys that are in the top four now, that's – probably who you're looking at being there at the end of the season anyways.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, interesting tidbit before we actually start jumping into dissecting some of these teams. Uh, ESPN, you know, they, they put it out earlier. I was watching college football live and uh, there's always one team in the top 10 that starts AP top 10 preseason and they fall completely out of the top 25. Last couple of years, it's been the number 16, which just happened to be Texas A&M last two years, I believe. Is SC gonna drop out? Who knows? But they're in that number six spot and they're they're looking to shotgun in the face, man. So we shall see. Um, number one team also historically does not win the national title, being ranked AP number one. So Georgia's gonna try to make a three peat and win it at number one. That's a lot of uh a lot of odds against them. Uh, anything before we, we roll on, gentlemen
1: georgia has got the schedule. No, I think we're I think I think we're all set to so ready to get into it, man. Yeah, well let, let's dig in. Uh, let, let's
0: let's roll on over to back to Iowa. We're gonna we're gonna kinda delve into them. Uh, first things that I noticed, obviously, everybody else has seen it. They added Caden McNamara, Big Ten championship winning quarterback, and uh, and Eric all, another Big Ten championship winning tight end from the University of Michigan. Uh a little disgruntled when they left, you know they didn't like how things necessarily went down there. But uh, you know they 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 flocked to Iowa. They're excited for the season. Uh, you know there's there's word out of Iowa that you know they're changing up the offense. You know there's film from you know their spring game saying they're they're going five wide and you know they're 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 not going to be this you know slow rolling offense like like we've seen. Um, but I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't trust Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz, and uh, Iowa. Also, they've, they've had this betting scandal going on, you know, along with their their cousins down the road in Iowa State. I'll probably get some hate for calling cousins. I don't know, but um, little brothers maybe that'll probably be worse. But um, I mean, I, they're they're just all in the dumps. They brought in some good stuff, but I just I don't trust Iowa this year. They got some potential with their schedule. Uh, they can start three and zero, and then you know they've got some tough games. They've got Penn State, you know, rolling in at, right at right after the first three. So I, I just don't trust them, Trevor. You got anything on them?
1: Well, I mean, I think the whole country's got a little bit on Iowa and Iowa State. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, they got so many distractions. Uh, I mean, Team Kardashian doesn't even have that many distractions. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, like, I don't. There ain't nothing they could bring in. The best players from Alabama, LSU, Michigan, all that stuff. It ain't gonna change. It's Iowa. It's always gonna be Iowa. Um, it's. I like McNamara. I think he's a good dude. Um, All's a good. Really, both of them are really good football players. And I'm not saying anything because Iowa usually always puts together a good offensive line. Usually, always puts together a fairly stout defense. Yeah. Um, do I think that's going to happen this year? I think I think the Big Ten landscape is a lot better than people give it credit for, and I don't think that they are even should even have been sniffing the uh, the top twenty five. I think the only reason that they were sniffed, they got the top twenty five because they have Cade McNamara who is a proven commodity quarterback and all who is a very good tight end and a few other players that they got I, that's the only thing that I can think of that that would allow them to be in the top 25 outside of that I don't understand top 25 for them honestly what do you think Blake? statistically they finished they was the I think
2: the number 2 overall defense last year they they were sixth in scoring defense, pass defense, eleventh against the run, tenth on third down stops. The only thing I think benefits them this season is their schedule, like you said. But they're not gonna beat the big that even the tier two schools. They're not gonna beat Michigan State. I don't think they beat Penn State, Wisconsin, and they're sure wow. not gonna beat the elite programs. They just don't yeah. have the offense for it. And even if they have the weapons, they don't run a scheme that
1: uses them. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, exactly right. I, I completely agree. Um, There was one video that I saw of, I think it was a scrimmage with Iowa, and I swear on everything holy, it looked like Cade McNamara took, got, got his knee messed up. I'm not sure if that's true. I haven't seen any reports that say that Cade McNamara is injured. However, he did not look like he was 100% after he'd taken a fall. kind of looked like he um, maybe pulled some sort of knee joint of some sort. He was sprinting, and all of a sudden he collapsed. Yep. And he was not walking the same to back to the huddle. Yep, I saw the
0: same thing. Though it was filmed with a potato. Uh, I would see it. They got pictures of him on the sideline afterwards. He was in his jumpsuit, you know. Uh, looking like a Slavic man. Um, but now he's I think everything shows that he's gonna be good. Uh, they're just gonna they're gonna bubble wrap him and you know <laughs> and try probably not have him do any more running until the season. They um, like said really their, their biggest test is Penn State, I think week four and then and then Wisconsin outside of that, you know the Big 10 West, they've got a lot of change up. Minnesota's got new quarterback, uh, Purdue's a new team. Uh, you know, really, it's it's Wisconsin and Penn State. Northwestern is not going to be anything. They've got way too many distractions going on at that school. And then Nebraska is a wild card in their last game. I just I don't know about Nebraska. They're they're a new team, new you know, new coach, new players. Uh, so we'll see with we'll see with Iowa, but, you, but let's make them earn it. You know, before they get in. Uh, number 24, uh, Tulane. Uh, I've got a couple things on them. Uh, they were they're a good team last year. Obviously, they had a, a very strong finish. Uh, they've got veteran quarterback Michael Pratt coming back. Uh, some transfers from out Uh They're going to replace some of the people they left or that have left. Uh, and, then, and then with the Big 12, you know, poaching UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, it really opens that conference up for, for Tulane to be the big dog before more conference realignment happens. And who knows what, what the hell is going on there. We'll cover a little bit later because there's been some hints. But uh, I, I just – I see Tulane as the top dog. I think they rightfully deserve the top 24 here. But they've got a really tough test early in Ole Miss. And I think they might shock some people with that game. Uh, we're going to find out. And then outside of that, it's Memphis and UTSA that are that are the big threats. Um, they open with South Alabama. Uh, I don't. I don't think that'll be too tough of a test for for a veteran quarterback. Uh, what about you guys, Blake? You got anything on these guys?
2: You pretty much hit everything on Tulane. I mean, they 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 returned some talent. They took out USD. I mean, it no. was a comeback win, but I mean, they pulled it off and went was it 10 and 2, 12 and 2 last year? Yeah, 12. Oh, okay. So their schedule's gonna be a whole lot easier this
0: year. Yeah, I, I think they got a good. Yeah, I completely chance.
1: agree. I, I pretty much agree with everything y'all said. Um, and what I have on them is that one, they lost their starting running back and star star wide receiver. They lost they mm-hmm. lost them both. And as of right now, it's uh, piecemeal together. And it's we're still talking about two-lane folks. So when you lose two-star players that were pivotal for your, your win streak, it's not usually a great thing. doesn't usually translate to more wins the, follow, the following no. year. However, I will say that they only have to compete against Memphis. They only have to compete against UC, UTSA and uh, SMU. S, those are the top three. Hundred percent. Those are the ones that will give more than likely give them the most fits. And I am super curious on Ole Miss. I see how they handle a real real test. Yep.
0: Yep. And uh, Ole Miss will hit them in just a minute. But first, let's uh let's get Texas AM. Hot topic here. <clears throat> rough season, absolutely rough. And uh, you know, Jimbo's getting a lot of heat. Uh, our dear friend Jacob Weiss, he's a massive Aggie fan. He may not like listening to this portion. Uh, so buddy, you might just mute it. I don't know, but, um, no, I'm just kidding. We're, we're going to, we're going to hammer him just like we hammer everybody else. Uh, but they they did bring in Bobby Petrino. So it it looks like Jimbo is going to maybe hand over the reins. Kind of kind of like how Jim Harbaugh did it a couple years ago when things were getting looking real rough for Michigan and changed it up. So we'll see. Um, they got Connor Wigman at quarterback. I don't, I don't know how much I trust him to, to lead them through the SEC. Honestly, I'm not much, not much trust there. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see early. Uh, lost a lot of players to the portal, like we talked about that famous you know class that they brought in. A lot of them departed. Uh, there there were some issues. They they cleaned up their roster, trying to get that culture back to good. Uh, they've got talent though. You know they, they could win games. They've, they've shown that. It's just how consistent can they be, and uh, can they sit? You know, stay away from the injuries. Uh, they've. Already, it seems like they've already lost one. They're, they're starting tight ends, uh, or the starting tight end. But I think they've got some good depth at that position. So we shall see. Um, uh, they've got a tough schedule though. They got Miami early. They play Tennessee. They play at Tennessee, at Ole Miss, and at LSU. I mean that's brutal. You know that that's just that's tough, and then they also have Alabama, but it's at home, so that, that might help a little bit at Kyle Field. Uh, the pressure is really on Jimbo though for the, this season after last year losing to App State. I mean that we've we've all known that pain for Michigan fans. Uh, others have enjoyed it. So last year, you know App State came in, they they whooped they whooped them. Uh, Texas A&M just ended tough, so. I don't know. You guys definitely not 23 caliber yet. But I'd say make them earn it, just like
1: Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you guys on this one because, frankly, I think they're, what, one of maybe, I think they're the only team that had a losing record last year uh, out of the top 25? One more and it was Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, well. Yeah, we'll get to them in a second. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh but now seriously, like if you have a losing record the year before, why why in God's green earth does anybody feel like you, these teams should be in the top twenty, except for the name. The name and money is all that matters to this AP hole. So let's let's just take this all with a grain of salt. Because real talk, Texas AM is about to show their true colors once game one starts. I would I anticipate them going on one. They might lose the first game of the season, even though it's against somebody, some cupcake more than likely. But it's like, I don't know, man. Texas A&M are good. They're, they're going to be fast. They're going to be strong. But I just don't think they have this one. I don't think Jimbo Fisher has the pulse of that team to where it needs to be. That's just where I feel about it.
2: I think yeah, they're okay.
1: on a scale.
2: And which way it tips is going to depend on if Jimbo Fisher actually – let's Bobby Petrino call the offense because I think if Petrino actually is in charge of the offense, I think they could, I mean, they could be good. They have a lot of good players down there. And yeah. Petrino, every team he's ever went to, he's offensively, he's been a demon. I mean, he, he puts up points. Yeah. The culture is what was hurting at A&M. They, they paid for all those players. Players got there started losing and it showed they they wasn't there to play for the school they was there for a paycheck and it killed the program but I think they're one of those teams that if they went 5-7 and seven again you know it's you would have expected it it's not really shocking but I also wouldn't be shocked if they won 10 games either because they've got the, the players to do it it's just can they fix the culture there Will Petrino be able to run the offense?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that, and uh, you know, like I said, we're going to see early uh, how how you know good is Miami as well is kind of another I, I again another team. I don't I don't see it. You know, there's talk about Miami turning around. That, you know, Mario Cristobal is going to really get them going this year. And If that's the case, we we can have a really good game week two with Texas a and versus Miami. Um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, next up, we got Ole Miss coming in at number 22. This is a team that I think should probably be a little bit higher. Um, I I think you know Lane Kiffin always pulls out some magic. He's always he's always got his team ready to fight. Uh, they'll, they'll upset some teams in the SEC. They'll try to make a run for the for the you know division title. Uh, I don't know how far they'll get. You know, but uh, I mean, they, they've got. A quarterback battle that was going on, Spencer Sanders came in from Oklahoma State. Uh, he's been battling with Jackson Dart, but it seems that Jackson Dart's got the, the victory there. So props to him for sticking it out when, when you get a loaded backfield coming in like that, you know, actual quarterback competition. Jackson Dart did a transfer. He came in like hell with this. You know, I'm, I'm out, but he stuck it out. You know, iron sharpens iron, and Spencer Sanders, he's, he'd always done good for Okie State. So. You know, I, I think that's, that says a lot about you know the culture there at, at Ole Miss. Um, though they had a brutal end to the season last year. You know, they had a really strong start. Everybody was talking about them. They lost. I think they went one and five to finish the season. Uh, so really tough. They got a new D coordinator coming in. They uh, got some, like I said, some transfers. You know, Quinshon uh, uh, Judkins at running back. Dude is a beast. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be the bell cow. And he's going to really lead that team, uh, so that that should help out Jackson Dart a little bit, get that running game going in the SEC, make make people pay. And then, you know, really it's it's too lame to start, like we talked about earlier. That's going to be a good test for them. And then they got Bama, and uh, that that one's going to be that one's going to be a, a slugfest of battle. Uh, we've yet to see what Bama is going to be like with the new quarterback. They've they've got talent, but it should be a good game, and then they play LSU, and that's that's the two top dogs in the West right now is LSU and Bama. Uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with them. Guys, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I like all this. I think just having Kiffin, he's a phenomenal play caller in general. He's always going to put points up, and historically, you know, he he's a passing, airing out kind of guy, but here lately he's been getting – 300, 400 rushing yards a game, and uh, I think that's throwing a lot of people off. And, I mean, Jackson Dart's good at running that offense. So I yeah. think they could go far in that. And they could beat teams like Bama. They could beat teams like LSU. And, I mean, it's, they're like A&M in a way where if they went, you know, five and seven or six and six, it wouldn't shock me. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they hit 10 or 11 wins either.
1: Yeah.
0: I agree with you, Trevor.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly, exactly, exactly right. It is uh, one of those things where <laughs> Ole Miss is one of those teams where, even though I'm not a big Lane Kiffin fan, I respect the heck out of the guy and how he calls a game. Even from when when he was uh, coordinator at Alabama, uh, the dude just, dude just was way ahead of everybody when he was calling calling those games. Um, and he just seems to be a step ahead of just about everybody he do- goes up against. Um, and it's, and now that he's at Ole Miss and he has had a recruiting class, I think he's just, he's getting more and more people that he needs to run this offense just a little bit more and a little bit better. And I, I don't see why they can't go 10 wins. I, I, yeah, I'll get into them a little bit later, but, um, yeah, these, these guys are on my radar as far as somebody that could definitely compete in the SEC for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that, guys. Uh, UNC is the next one, team out of the ACC. They've got a, a hot commodity, at quarterback with Drake May. A lot of talk, NFL prospects. I mean, this dude's a gamer. You know, everybody wants him. So can he lead them, you know, to an ACC title game? I, I don't know. Uh, they, their defense last year. It was just not good. I mean, they're giving up thirty, thirty plus points a game. Uh, they lose games that they they shouldn't, but they always find a way to choke something away. And it's not their offense can can score points, you know, but just that that just that defense is the biggest question. Uh, early battle, they got South Carolina uh, week one, I believe it is, and I mean, you could have a really really upset fan base after week one. I mean, that's Somebody I said on, on Twitter earlier, um, you know, what team is going to be the most upset? Which fan base is going to be the most upset starting the season? And I think the obvious answer is Colorado, <laughs> but uh, I got UNC up there. You know, they're they're a team that they, if they blow it to South Carolina, man, that you know, where where do they go from there? Um, yeah, they, they got Clemson later. They got NC State to end the season. You know, again, you choke something away in the middle against, you know, Virginia Tech or you know whoever. That they, they could they could yeah, be I in real time.
2: They, uh, they'll pick up right where they left off. I think they got to November and I think they lost every game in November. And I don't see that changing. It's yeah. Mac Brown. He he's still stuck in 2009, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to prove. I just don't think he's got it in him anymore. He's an eight-win, nine-win coach at best, and that's what you're going to get out of the guy.
0: Yep. I think Ben Brown's good for bringing that culture back and, you know, getting their namesake out there. Recruiting's gone well, but the actual gamesmanship, yeah, I I agree with you, Blake. Trevor, what you got?
1: I see them going one and three in the first four games. That's all I can see. I see Pitt taking them out, honestly. I I I see them... When it when it when it's at when it's at Pitt, it is a very dangerous game for most teams to play when they are playing at Pittsburgh. Because yep. that team at fine seems to always seem to find a way to just throw a monkey wrench into everybody's like brackets or whatever. Yep. It's just whether it's basketball or football, it's pit is just that that organization altogether is just a disruptive force. And I do think that North Carolina is one of the teams that is highly rated in the ACC, but it shouldn't be, in my opinion. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm with Blake on this. I don't trust Mac Brown. I think Mac Brown has asked his time. They should have had a new younger guy already come in that maybe is established. Uh, maybe someone out of the American Conference that's running a more progressive offense. I guess you could say uh, where. It can excite the younger kids, the younger guys. I think Drake Mays overrated. I I just don't – I just – I don't see anything good about NC NC at all, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that they lose. Just looking at their schedule, I think they'll definitely beat Virginia. That's not a question. But um, (laughs) they're terrible. But anyway, uh, I think they lose to Pitt. I think they probably will lose to Minnesota they will more than likely lose to South Carolina because it's at South Carolina. I think that probably you can expect them to lose to, I would say, Duke and Georgia Tech. And then they have to run into Clemson, and I don't think they're going to win that one either. At this point, I don't see them having a winning season.
2: Dang, all right.
0: See, that's the <laughs> only thing here at Gridiron Uncensored. You was know, kicking in with the grid. You're going to get – we're, we're not sugarcoating anything, man. You, we're gonna let you have it, especially my boys Trevor and Blake. They're they are savages out here, uh, so make sure you you add them on Twitter through uh, kicking it at kicking it with the grid, uh, so I can uh, you know siphon through all the BS and uh, and all the trash talk from from the fan bases that they're no doubt going to piss off. Uh, next up, <laughs> we're rolling on to OU. We got Oklahoma. That's another two, man. They're outside the, the, they're in the top 25 at number 20, but they had a losing season last year. Uh, I mean, I know it's Brett Venables. I know, I know they got some pieces. They've always got talent. They're like an Ohio State, like they always find a way to reload. Uh, they don't lose often. And if they do, everybody's like, oh, hey, what the hell? But OU, man. Last year was it. They, they couldn't, they couldn't get it together. when six and seven. Uh, they they've got some defensive help coming through the, the transfer portal. They got Dylan Gabriel still a quarterback, uh, young backfield, but they are highly rated running backs. Uh, they got another Michigan transfer, Andrell Anthony on the outside. You know he sh- he showed flashes of talent at Michigan, so he, he should be able to help out at wide receiver. Uh, you know Iowa State's you know coming up early. They they're not going to be a threat. So so where is the threat? for them they UCF you know UCF could definitely make some damage uh Kansas is a, always a hungry team now you know they, they've been changing up. they got a good quarterback at Kansas so that that should offer OU maybe some struggles um Oklahoma State's a, a different team you know Spencer Sanders is gone uh, but they, they got a tough little middle schedule there but everything else they, they've got the schedule to make a decent run Uh, So I I think they'll prove themselves decently, but how far will they run? I I don't know. I think they stumble in the middle. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I think they're a three- or four-loss team. I mean, I don't see them beating Texas. I don't see them – I mean, Kansas could potentially beat them again. Uh, BYU could give them a fit. Yep. Um, I just – I do think they'll beat some of the better teams. I think they'll be a much-improved team for sure but the schedule will help them out a lot. There's the big 12 just in general is not as tough as it used to be. Not that it was really ever that tough to begin with, but it sure isn't tough now when you're talking about Kansas being a tough opponent. I mean, yeah. what else can you really say about that?
0: No, I'll agree. I'll say they're not as heavy. Uh, I think they've got some depth though. I think it's a good conference for depth, but, um, but when it comes to the heavy hitters and, you know, obviously, T- TCU had a great run last year, but you know they, they've lost a lot. So who is it? Who is going to be the leader? We'll talk about that later. Uh, Trevor, what you got on OU?
1: I just think the Big Twelve is a great, great transfer portal cash cow. They usually get some good recruits, <laughs> and they usually end up at other programs. <laughs> Because they realize that the Big Twelve just ain't ain't what it used to be, and, and Oklahoma is the same way. Texas is the same way. Both of them are not what they used to be, and they are still literally both programs are still living off of the reputations of programs long gone, long past. Like the, Texas is still living off of the Mac Brown era, uh, and Oklahoma is still living off of the Spurts era. Like. Lincoln, I mean, Lincoln Riley walked into a fantastic situation because the recruiting classes that Stoops was able to bring in were epic. But they, those, those young men were amazing athletes all the way across the board. Um, Lincoln Riley did a good job, but this guy, this guy is just trash. He ain't doing nothing for Oklahoma. Last year was atrocious. And I'm not an Oklahoma fan, clearly, but... That that was that would be something where I'd be like I'm gonna root, root for Texas now. Yeah, maybe Oklahoma State. Like I like seriously like that 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 was uh the poorest showing from a top tier program that I've seen in a while.
0: Yeah, and so we'll we'll talk more on conference uh, you know later and uh, you know who we think is dark horse is contenders who is the pretenders we're, we're going to find it all out later in the show but. uh yeah, Oklahoma. Who knows, man? We're, we're gonna find out real quick. Uh, let's let's jump over uh, Wisconsin. They're I think they're the most intriguing team to me this year. Uh, in the you know in this part of the top twenty five, obviously you got some in the backside that weren't even ranked that should have been uh, like a Texas Tech or UTSA, but Wisconsin could be. I mean, hell, they could contend for the Big Ten championship year one. I mean, who knows? They, they've got a lot of people coming in. They could also just completely flounder and go, you know, six and six. I don't see them going like that because their schedule sets up pretty nice. But uh, they got they got b at quarterback coming in, Tanner Morikai from SMU. That dude always tore it up down there. Uh, you know, they're, they're moving to a more spread offense, which is totally different from what we're used to. Uh, you know, we got Luke Fickle coming in. Uh, they got a good run, great running back in Braylon uh, Allen. You know, dude is a monster uh, Big Ten's always got great running backs, so you know this dude's going to run the ball. He's, he's going to hopefully get some some more lanes, you know, with an open-up passing attack. Uh, again, a schedule, easy schedule to start. You know, get get these this new unit in there, get them meshed up together, let these guys work. I think it was like five games of pretty easy ones. And then they go and play Iowa and Illinois. I mean, that's, that's it, really, you know, from Big Ten West. Uh, crossovers of, like, Rutgers, so I'm I'm not really concerned there. They do play Ohio State, but it's at Camp Randall. Uh, So, I mean, that that gives them a shot. And, you know, if they've mashed, they've gelled, and they're running hot, they they could make some noise, guys. They could really do it.
2: Yeah, I think just having Luke Fickle there is going to make a big difference in their team. I've always thought he was a hell of a coach. And, uh, I mean, I I would consider him for Bama, like, if we didn't have Saban. That's, I've always thought highly of him. I thought he'd done good at Cincinnati, and I think he'll do good here. He'll have way better players at Wisconsin to work with. I mean, yeah. he had Cincinnati in in the playoffs.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. I think he, he can do it if anybody can. Trevor?
1: Yeah, so I like Wisconsin a lot. The things that I really do like about him is that they brought in a quarterback that is a did a pretty darn good job of being a starting quarterback at SMU, at Tanner Mordecai, Mordecai, I think is how I'll pronounce it. He, he looks like he could be very good. They got a two-headed monster in Braylon Allen and Chaz Malusi, combined for about 1,700 yards in 2022 uh, between the two of them, which is pretty decent for a tandem tandem running back. Uh, thing. It's, not, it's not on the level of Michigan, of course, but uh, Wisconsin is known for the running game, and with Luke Fickle kind of airing it out now, these guys are gonna. Have, the field is gonna be much more spread out for these two guys to really run up and down on these people. Also, what I wanted to make a mention of is that these guys are returning eight offensive starters this year. They are so. It, I think it definitely opens up a, a, an avenue where Wisconsin's, de- in my personal opinion, they're the favorite to come out of their side of the side of the bracket. Uh, I don't think it's anywhere close. But crazier things have happened. I'm probably wrong. I'm sure Wisconsin's going to prove me wrong in the first few weeks. Who knows? But um, this is, that's where I stand on it. Uh, they got a few good receiver transfers from Cincinnati. Uh, actually, they here's the here's the receiver transfers that they received this year. They got one from Cincinnati. They got one, two from Cincinnati. Sorry, and Quincy Burroughs and Will Pauley, CJ Will CJ Williams from USC and Bryson Green from Okie State. So I mean, they're they're looking pretty decent.
0: Yeah, I I hear you on that. Uh, I I really think that they're gonna make you know a run here. They've got the schedule to do it, and uh, you know we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna find out about all these teams pretty quick. We got football coming up so fast. I uh, can't wait for it. Uh, next up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got
0: Oregon State, uh, number 18. They got an O line that returns four or five. They're gonna lean on that run game. Uh, quarterback battle was was going on. They got DJ uh, coming in from Clemson, and he I think he's got the job. I you know I, I think he's going to try and get a you know turnaround. You know he had to leave Clemson. You know what a better way to to you know rebrand yourself than get a little transfer action in, go to a go to a fresh team, a good team out in the pack you know Pack twelve, and you know just run it, and see what happens. They they've got a solid schedule. They get they got. Good chemistry coming, returning production. Utah's coming in mid season. That's that's a huge test to see where this Beavs team is actually going to be. Uh Utah's tough. Cameron rising's in there, but I think he's a little injured, so that, that might, you know, if if they lose him, that, that changes that conference completely. Um, hungry Arizona team, Jed Fish has them, you know, he I like him as a head coach. I think he's got Arizona going in the right direction. But their their finish is gonna be horrendous. They got Oregon and Washington back to back to finish the season. Pac twelve, I think this year too, they're they're changing it up. They're doing the top two teams. They're not doing division championship. Uh, kind of something that the Big Ten's doing. Uh, so they they could do it though. They could make a run and maybe sneak in as that, you know, that top two team in the the Pac twelve. What you got, Trevor? What you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend have to agree with that the Clemson transfer is going to end up being the starter. But they are saying that there's a there's a nice little freshman guy sitting there uh, p- pushing these older guys, these more experienced guys, and Aiden Childs. So um, we'll see. He's a dual threat guy out of California. So um, we'll see if they decide to make, maybe make some wrinkles for him, maybe, maybe uh, see if they can try and do a dual quarterback thing. It never usually works, but Clemson usually is pretty good about uh figuring that stuff out um or not i'm sorry oregon state i'm sure that we uh be able to figure that sure. out they got a couple breakout transfers that are potential breakout transfers on linebacker and uh in an inside linebacker and in easton massacarnis i knew i brutalized that name so i apologize easton, if you listen to this uh and, quarter- and quarterback Ty- tyrese ivy uh and they're He's a he's a six three transfer out of college San Mateo, and he's a corner. So uh, like they've got they've got some decent pieces um, coming in, and I think that they're going to make some waves in the Pac twelve. Yeah, I'm excited to
0: see see how they do. Uh, jumping forward, we got TCU. It's a tough one because they they've got talent. They've got some talent coming back. Uh, they've got some new guys coming in from the transfer portal. But how do you how do you replace what happened last year that that big run upsetting Michigan in the you know the playoffs you know how, how do you replace that how do you make another run for the Big Twelve championship I don't see it happening uh, I said they, yeah they got Chandler Morris he was the starting quarterback before he got injured and then, yep. and then- yep. took over so I mean they obviously like him, they, they've got something in him. If he's starting over what what was on the field last year, that that's, you know, huge praise, but you got, you lost a lot. You, lo- you lose Corn Williams on the outside, which is, I mean, he, he was a savior of that game late. Um, you know, we, we just don't know. We got, we got defense that is the biggest question uh, for me. I, I think, you know, Sonny Dykes is going to get that offense rolling, but defense, can they stop? You know, Texas Tech, can they stop with Texas? Who's pretty loaded at talent? Um, you know, OU, Kansas, Kansas State, definitely. Who knows, man? Uh, I just don't see them. I don't see them doing it and repeating. I think they're going to have a good drop-off this year. Uh, what about you, Trevor? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, TCU's just not going to get it done for me, in my opinion. Uh, I, they just lost too much. They've added some good pieces. Don't get me wrong. They got JoJo, or- Jojo Earl from Alabama, John Paul Richardson from oki State. Like, I, that, that's fine and dandy. That's great. Those two players might replace one receiver's production from last year. Um, but, and I, I know that they got some, so the one of the kids from Minnesota and Dylan Wright. But, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think that they are going to be able to find enough to replace Max Dugan, Quentin Johnson, Kendra Ken Miller, and the guard. The, their, uh, their top what is the top three pick, top two pick, or top uh, two-round pick, uh, Steve Avila, um, and find replacements for these guys. I just don't think it – I don't foresee it happening this year. They may de- – some of these people that they're bringing in may develop into that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see them uh, getting getting to where they are, and they certainly, I in my opinion, don't belong at 17. Like I said before, uh, I think that they should be down where Ole Miss is, and uh, maybe put Ole Miss where Wisconsin is, and Wisconsin where TCU is. That's where I, that's where I think everybody's at. Yeah,
0: that. yeah, I hear you on that. And uh, moving up, we got another Big 12 team. We got Kansas State. Trevor, can, can you uh, tell us a little bit about them? And, uh, you know, what we're looking at with, with what they're doing. I, I like their head coach. I think he's got them in a great direction. Uh, their schedule looks kind of tough. I mean, I, I think they're going to have some big test here.
1: Yeah, their schedule is, their, their schedule is ridiculous. Their schedule is ridiculous. They're going to have a rough time, rough go of it. I do think that Chris Kleiman is going um, to be good for the program. He's going to be good. He's going to keep these guys straight on, on the straight and narrow. But, like you said, their schedule is killer. I don't, they, they've, got so many, uh, they've got so many pieces that they, they they need to replace one. But on the flip side of that coin, they have seven offensive starters coming back along with five off, defensive starters. So that helps them lot along the way, I think. They'll just have to plug and play a few pieces. Um uh, we're talking about, let's see, we have two, they, they just brought in uh, two defense tailbacks that will be replacing DJ Giddens and, uh, or not replacing, sorry, DJ Giddens and Tayshaun Ward from Florida State um, are the favorites to replace uh, Douche Vaughn, so that's a good spot for them. They have two options to replace the starter from last year. Um they, they have a few other pieces that I think are going to do well. It's just too early to see. Uh, they've got a couple battles going on uh, with the cornerback position and the safety position, but that should be rectified here soon. Um, Kansas State, I think they are an upper-tier Big 12 team. I just don't know if they've got everything they need to complete the season the way they probably want to.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you on them, and – but I mean, last year they won it. You know, obviously, Deuce Fawn's a huge piece of that. Um, I, I think they can make a run, but that schedule is tough. And and that's the thing with this new Big Twelve. Um, I I like it. I I know it's not top heavy, like you know, with, you know Michigan's, Ohio State's, you know, Bama's, Georgia's, uh, Texas. It, you know, that's they're the big names still OU. But like I said, they're different, even though they still have talent. This is a wide open conference, man. And a lot of changes, and I think anybody could take anybody down on any week, and that's it's going to be fun. I think this is going to be a really fun conference to watch, not just this year, but moving forward. Um, next up, we have got Oregon at number fifteen. They got Bo Nix. We call him Pick nicks, Pick Six Nicks. I mean, the dude he did good last year. Trevor's not happy. He is he is fuming right now.
1: Uh, let, let's see guy is trash. He's trash. He? he is trash. Tra- Throwing the hammer down on Bo Nix. Throwing the hammer down on Bo Nix. The guy is trash. If he gets picked in the first seven rounds of the NFL draft, somebody wasted something on him. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. But look, seriously, oh, man, I know he did good. I get it. He did alright. Um, But just going through their schedule... I don't think that they've got what it takes. I think Texas Tech is going to wipe them out, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I, th- I like Texas Tech. I really do. I think Texas Tech's going to take them out. I think Stanford's going to wipe them out. I think Washington's got their number. And then at the end of the year, I think Oregon State's going to whoop their butt. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, and that is that, and that, that particular game at, with Oregon State, that is at Austin Stadium. And that's not an easy place to play, but I tell you what, I think Oregon State will, will go in there and take it to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And that's not to mention Utah. I mean, I, we haven't really talked about Utah yet, but Utah. Yeah, Utah. Utah is a problem. Utah, Utah is a problem for about everybody in big, the big Pack 12 right now. Kyle Willingham always has that
0: Utah team. Uh, we're about to talk about them next, but Oregon definitely has – they've got a tough schedule. They finish Oregon State. They got USC in there. Utah obviously going to play Washington and then Texas tech to start the season, you know, week two, obviously they're, they're playing Portland state to begin, but that Texas tech team, you know, they're, they're a, they're a dark horse candidate for the playoffs and for winning the big 12. So we're going to find out a lot early this year. It seems like a lot of teams that we've talked about have early matchups that really going to change up the whole, the whole spectrum of the playoff and uh, who's going to be where. Uh, so let's let's roll into Utah. another strong team they're always they always have a team that's gonna go fight you they're gonna beat you uh they're gonna make you pissed off uh Kyle Whittingham just does that he he's done it done there uh so trevor what you got for them, man
1: well I'll tell you what man they got six let's we'll just go with the returning stars so far, right now they they have uh six six and eight six offense eight defense two special teams which is awesome. That's good for them. Uh, But the real question mark I have is that is game one, week one, with these guys, is Cameron Rising going to be ready to play? Yeah. Is he going to be recovered from his torn ACL? That is the question. Now, reports are, and Kyle Whittingham has stated that he is optimistic, he is cautiously optimistic that that Cameron will be ready to go uh, week one, game one. But... I mean, a torn ACL, it's just so case-by-case case on if it's going to be fully healed or not. Um, so I'm curious to see how that goes because they start out the season against who else? Florida. And, it, and yeah. these guys ain't going to be – this isn't going to be – this isn't some throwaway game. They go – look at this. Listen, this is what I got for – Utah Utes go go. bring Florida in to play. Then they have to go to – at Baylor – which I know Baylor isn't what they used to be, but they're still a Big 12 team, and they're still going to take it to them. Then they get Weber State, which is a break, yeah. technically. Then they go to UCLA and then Oregon State. That is their first five games. That's not an easy stretch right out the gate. No. For a quarterback that's just coming off of uh a, a, a ACL injury, I I am curious to see how this plays out, to be perfectly honest with you. I know they have a few transfers. Honestly, I think these guys are set to be be a pretty good team.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I I think they've got a a big chance here, you know, to correct some of the wrongs from last season. They dropped some games. That first game against Florida last year should not have lost. Uh, You know, but they did. They dropped it. Uh, Picks from rising early, which shocked a lot of people watching that game. Uh, but I think they have a chance to rectify that and and get some, uh, you know, get some juice flowing here and and make a run for that Pac-12 championship game. I mean, they upset USC twice last year. You know, if you want to call it upset, they beat them the first time, they beat them again. So, you know, who's really the the favorite to win that conference? To me, it's Utah. You know, if if they're going to – if they did what they did last year, they got, you know, rising good chemistry – uh let's see what happens but utah's is, utah's is gonna be a problem uh moving on uh we we've got at the number uh hold on one sec we got the number 13 position we got nd notre dame the old fighting irish you know they they had a they had a strange season last year with marshall and you know they, they're not gonna like hearing that but Mar- marshall did it to them and uh I just I don't have faith in Notre Dame doing it man. I know they brought in uh quarterback uh but I just I don't I don't have that feeling for Notre Dame. I think they're going to they're going to slip up.
1: I don't trust Notre Dame. They are an independent. They are not a part of the ACC even though they think that they are. They're not. And as far as I'm concerned, the transfer Tyler Buckner uh, uh once once Tyler Buckner left, I feel like that this the the quarterback competition got significantly lessened as far as the talent pool that they have. Yeah. Um uh look at the end of the day it's still Notre Dame. They're probably gonna get I'd probably say they're probably gonna get another nine to four season, maybe. Um just looking at the turn to look at their schedule here, i I'm just not confident that they are going to be able to withstand their schedule to be perfectly honest with you I'm, shoot i honestly think that they're gonna have a problem with navy for crying out loud I, like navy's no joke either like, hey it's
0: it's in ireland man i mean they're hoping they get that luck of the irish but uh man navy's tough any starting off the season against a, an academy school is not easy they're always tough to play Nope. you gotta prep for that you know I they're lucky because they have a very easy second game so they don't really have
1: Man, they're in a pretty easy uh, third and fourth game as well. Like I mean, I don't know. NC State's okay. They're decent. They'll probably give them a game for a first half, but I don't think they'd be able to hang with, with the talent town, town level that Notre Dame will have. Yeah. Um, Central Michigan's a joke. Um, and, and they go to Ohio State, and they almost for certain, I can almost guarantee with almost 100% certainty, Ohio State will whoop that butt. Yeah. Guaranteed.
0: I'm with you. I think Ohio
1: State. They are going to get taken.
0: I, th- I think Ohio State's going to let it loose on them, but um, but Ohio State has a new quarterback though. Offensive line was.
1: We'll see. We'll we'll cover that next show. Um, well, that that that's definitely that's definitely true. But then if you think about it, say they get taken about out by Ohio State, then they follow that with at Duke, at Louisville, then USC, and then Pitt, and then Clemson. Yep. At the, the just Ohio State starts a trickle down effect. Of, the, of a very hard schedule that I don't think they'll survive.
0: I, I'm with you on that. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame fans might be pretty disappointed too. We could throw them in that category like we mentioned earlier. Uh, also, just let, let you guys know, our buddy Blake, he had some technical difficulties, so I don't think he's going to be able to join back tonight. Um, but we've got a little bit of segment from him that he's going to send us later. We're going to try to cover it for him. And uh, we'll get him squared away and get him on the next show. Um so we're going to roll back forward, roll back forward. Well, we're going to push forward. Let's say that uh, we're moving up. It was Notre Dame at 13. We've got Tennessee at number 12. This is a pick that I I don't like, it, man. They lose their top two weapons on offense to the draft. And now they're everybody, the hype train on Joe Milton. I mean, like we're – I'm not – I know we're Michigan fans, Trevor and I, Blake's a Bama fan, you know, just being, you know, full, fully, you know, we're, we're not trying to dog
1: on anybody here. I do want to say deserve it.
0: In Tennessee, I just,
1: you know, I don't see it. They deserve it. They deserve it. I don't see it. <laughs> don't
0: see it. Don't, you know, the, the hype.
1: I'm sorry, Vols fans. Shoot, I have family that are Vols fans. They live in Tennessee. They love the Vols. And I'll tell you what. I would tell them straight to their face: your team is overrated. Yeah. Your quarterback will drag will drag you down. to what I think is probably going to be a five win season at best. Oh man, that is brutal. And uh, I- this team, this team, I will go into more detail uh, when we get to our our other segments. But I'll tell you this much right now: here's what I got. Their pass defense, um, their pass defense was one twenty seventh out of a possible one thirty one. Like, are you kidding me? That's uh, are, are you kidding me? And they lost, their, they lost their best pass rusher in the NFL. So two and two equals yourself.
0: <laughs> you're you're definitely gonna get these people crawling up you if, if they hear it. And uh, our, our good buddy, uh, you know, one of my friends uh, through the army, Luke uh, Luke Repel, big Tennessee fan. And I'm, I'm gonna have to let him know we, we were talking it on there. You know, let see if we can get some uh, some words from him and that we can share later. Uh, schedule wise, though, they got an easy game in Virginia. So I mean, that that get their you know their feet under them. But if Joe Milton's throwing like we've seen him throw up in Michigan, we they're gonna have some problems.
1: Uh, Austin, look you, know, look, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, hating on you guys really bad right now. I get that, but Joe Milton is 100% a decent quarterback. However, he has started eight games four for Michigan and four for y'all. And I can honestly say he has only had one good game, and it was in the it was it was a gift to a very good team, don't get me wrong. And he took it to him, but I Everything that I have heard and everything that I have seen, Joe Milton has underperformed this entire offseason. If you don't have good quarterback play, then you're dead in the water. Uh, that's just where yeah, I feel about it. Yeah, he's got an I mean, ass- I, No, no, you're good. You were breaking up just a little good, bit. Um, yeah. Everybody
0: knows this guy's got an arm. He can throw it a mile over the mountains like Uncle Rico, man. But can he be consistent and, and get them the dubs that he needs? Especially when you got South Carolina. You got Florida. I don't like Florida that much. I don't don't think Graham Mertz is going to change too much from what he did at Wisconsin. Uh, But other than that, their schedule is not too shabby until they hit Georgia again. Uh, Oh, and Alabama. Excuse me. How how could I forget Alabama? Uh, You know, after they upset them last year. But Alabama is going to come back. Nick Saban is going to have that team angry. Yeah, so we're, we're going to see what happens with old Tennessee, but I don't think it's going to spell out too good for them. Um,
1: and I I, I, I just want to throw one little more tidbit in there is that there's one positive light that I think Tennessee can hope for is that they do have a really solid running back to Yeah. That, that I think will, that I think will help Joe out if they use it properly. Yeah. Where I think that, that, that may help alleviate some of the pressure of, the, I, honestly, I think the, the amount of pressure that is being put on Joe Milton right now, expecting him to be the second coming of H- Hendon Hooker is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the whole Vols community needs to slow their and roll because that is absolutely ridiculous. This kid is barely proving himself, and you guys expect him to come in and get you guys a national championship. While I know it's the Vols and this is the way you guys are every year, even though, even though the previous year you went two and whatever, like you will the following year, we're national championship contenders. No, you're not. Yeah. And, and this year is no. Th- this year is no different. I'm sorry to say it. You guys just aren't on the tier level that the rest of the national national championship contenders are. Uh, it's just not going to happen. That's just where I. That's where I feel about it. Uh, I think they're. Uh, there is great talent on the team. I just don't think it's going to be put together because of lack of good quarterback play. Um, or inexperienced quarterback play, I should say. More spe- more specifically. And that's just where that's where the buck stops if you don't have a good quarterback that can manage a game at least, that's where it ends. Yeah, it's got Joe
0: Milton's got the uh, the Anthony Richardson hype going on. You know, he's big body, he can he can gun it. Waiting to see his consistency um rolling next though i'll say one last thing about tennessee i can't blame them for being excited man they've been in the slumps for a while uh they had a hell of a season last year so you know happy for them but i just i i call your your enthusiasm just a little bit uh texas number 11 they're another team is texas back man are they are they back they're always back until they're not uh, they've got talent. they got Quinn Ewers. He cut the mullet off. I mean, that's already like plus five power and throwing and, you know, plus 20 awareness on his uh, NCAA character. Um, you know, it, it was good for a high school freshman, you know, trying to look, you know, however they look, but uh, they've got, they've obviously got talent across the board. I mean, Xavier Worthy's a beast out wide. They've got, you know, good, good pass rushers. They've got uh, good running backs that are losing B. John Robinson. I just I don't know I mean they they have the talent to win it and to, to make a run but they choke games away. They late like last year they should have beat Alabama they should have had that game but they let them hang around. Uh, you know they, their schedule. Uh, tell us about it, Trevor. How, how's it set up? How, how are they gonna how are they going to make a run with the talent they have? Or are they gonna fall? What, what do you think?
1: God, oh, man, <laughs> that's a great question. You're right, B. John Robinson's a huge loss for these guys. Uh, but I'll tell you this much, they are still, even though they lose B. John Robinson, they are still returning nine offensive starters. Yeah, so, I mean, just that alone, that will help keep the continuity going. I think that they've got a few good uh, they've got a few good pieces. As far as their schedule goes, I, oh boy. That's a tough it's a tough one. It's 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 so hard to say on if The Texas Longhorns are back because they went eight and five. Like I'm just saying, like (laughs) I can't say any teams back when you go eight and five, there's nothing about you that tells me that you are that, that with an eight and five record, Uh, as far as their schedule goes, let's see here. Let's look at this here. Uh, Well, you got rice. You should win that. Bama (laughs) at Bama. That's a problem uh versus Wyoming, uh, I hadn't dived had much into Wyoming, but I'm pretty sure you should win that. at Baylor, Kansas, and then you got the Oklahoma game. I think well, just looking at this, if I was if I was a bad man, they should win a lot, but they back into their schedule gets rough. Uh, they finish off the season with Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, and then Texas Tech to finish it all off. Um, That 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 poses a problem. That potentially could be three losses out of four games, in my opinion. On that, just that last four game stretch in November, basically. And you slide BYU in there too. That's always that always
0: gives gives these teams. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm I'm, yeah I know I'm completely skipping over October, but I was just looking at their November slate and it's not a fun one.
0: Uh, You're right. Uh, especially with what well, we're saying, Texas Tech, they got that, you know, they were hot as hell last year. So ending your season in yeah. November, late November, against Texas Tech, well, that's, that's going to be a game right there. Could, Big Ten title implications. Uh, it's, it, Texas has a lot of opportunity to prove themselves here, but they also could really blow it. And
1: uh, Oh, God, easily blow it, easily blow up my it, my brother. The history is on uh,
0: the side of them blowing it, sadly. Um, but I'd like to see.
1: So I mean, if we just look, if we just look at it from a perspective of us, we're already looking at them being one and one in the first two weeks of the season. Because we neither one of us, I think, feel like they could pull out an upset at at Bama. We we pretty much expect that Bama is going to walk away with a win against Texas, correct?
0: I, I feel it, but at the same time, Bama—they've got a new quarterback. And that's – we're going to cover this okay. in the top ten, you know, on our next show. Um, but a lot – a couple of these top ten teams, I think it's four of them, bringing in brand-new quarterbacks. How are they going to mesh? How are they going to change it up? I mean, you've had, you know, highest-winning quarterbacks at Bama. you got all the, you know, powerful recruiting classes. But now, this is the first time in a while that we've had a question mark there. So, Texas coming in with Quinn Ewers still, people – you know, he's oh,
1: – yeah. yeah. I mean, I he, – he, I definitely hear you. Stay tuned, folks. Next week's going to be a new and, and just like I said, that's another game. Next episode. It's another game. Week
0: two of the college football schedule is going to shake the whole playoff picture. It's going to shape the season. Week two, man, it, it, it's going to happen. Um, yep. and, and, again, the, the Big 12 is wide open. It's a fun conference. Uh, they've had a lot of change-ups, new additions. They're joining this year. Let's let's talk a little bit. You know, I think I think like I said, we covered the, the top twenty-five up to number eleven. We're gonna dive into the top ten next go round. But talking about the big twelve and how it's changed, look at the changes that are happening across the board. We got a lot of stuff to cover with, with conference alignment, uh you know, top, you know, the Big Ten has changed up, the SEC's hanging around, they're they're sniffing around, you know, what are they gonna do? Pac-12 is imploding, but they could – I mean, things are changing today. It seems like they might siphon the AAC. Uh, It looks like the ACC might be hanging around. They're probably going to blow up, you know, a couple years down the line, you know, but so much has changed. Uh, Big 12 bringing in, uh, obviously, this year, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati. Uh, Big 12's, you know, adding now. They've got Arizona State, Arizona. Utah's coming back. Colorado's coming back. You know, that's like that bringing the ex-girlfriend, you know, back from years past, you know. They're finally hitting, up, hitting them up like, hey, buddy, you know, what's going on? We, we miss you. We love you. We, we want that money. And, uh, you know, that's what we're looking at for the Big 12. Big 10, you got you got Washington. They're, they're going coast to coast here from Rutgers all the way to the Pacific Northwest down to the L.A. Like, it's just crazy, man. What do you think?
1: Oh my god, dude. What do I think? I think this is absolute madness and I love it. I absolutely love this. Mainly because uh, I've never really liked the Pac-12 and uh, later... now uh, I mean, I don't know how many of you all know this or have read about it, but the real reason the Pac-12 is imploding is because they're all greedy mofos. they all greedy mofos. Now, the reports say that the reason this whole, whole shindig of this exodus of the Pac-12 started was because the the members of the Pac-12 were not happy with the ESPN offer of thirty million dollars a team uh, to be give the rights to ESPN. I, I think there's some other details involved, but that was essentially the number of money amount of money, and they wanted something in the range of fifty million dollars a team. So obviously, ESPN said deuces, and I guess Fox and a few other uh, a few other networks also tried to do it, but they were much lower. So then the teams started looking to where the money was, and this is what we get with the Pac-12. Now I can't speak to the reasons of why Texas and Oklahoma left. All I know is that it probably had something to do with money. Yeah, more than likely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so. I mean, there's only real one real reason why these top tier programs are going to two, only two different conferences. They weren't interested in going to the ACC. They wanted to go to the Big Twelve or the Big Ten and or the SEC, and that's it. Those are the only two options for these top tier programs coming out of the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve. So uh, I'm super curious on how this is all going to play out next year. Really, I am. Um, but I'm, i honestly at this point it's a it's a cool discussion to have because we haven't gotten into the games yet but I, I'll tell you this much that, <laughs> is that there are a few teams that did the realignment that are just gonna not do well at all yeah. like I, I me personally I think Colorado I'm going back to the big 12 is an awesome thing but um they're gonna get taken yeah. they are going I don't think I don't I don't think they they're going to take get taken out to get take out the back and get beat with a with a stick like for real they're going to get beat down. I don't think that they have a I don't think they have a shooter chance for real. Um, there's a few others that I don't think a realignment's a good thing for them. Mainly the smaller programs, I honestly don't think Oklahoma's going to do well in the SEC to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think that it's going to go well for them. Texas, I think, will be able to uh, – out of the two programs, Oklahoma and Texas, I say that Texas is the more stable uh, base of fans, more rabid for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that the following for Texas goes back a lot further um, than Oklahoma's. Um, but maybe I'm, I'm the minority on that thought process. But I don't know. What Overall, what do you think about this whole this whole thing? Are you excited about it? Are You not cool with it? Like, what what are you what are you thinking on? It? It's, it's a mix,
0: and I've heard all you know all the different comments and concerns, and I, I get all of it. Uh, I'm excited about the new teams and new conferences. I've always liked that because I mean I do that in NCAA 14, you know, playing Xbox, you know, throwing mass conferences like top four big conferences, and then. You know, just jumbling up, piecemealing. You know, the the lower conferences, doing some, you know, uh, relegation and promotion. Like that's, I, I love that that shit anyway. Um, but but when it comes down, you got you know people that that you got to talk about. Players from the other other schools, uh, other not just football. You got baseball. You got basketball, uh, softball. You know, you know all these these teams are going to be impacted. And I definitely get the uh, you know. Why, why so many are uh, hesitant about this and, and quite frankly angry too about about the change up. Uh, strictly football talk though. I'm excited for the matchups. I think' it's, I think it's gonna be fun. Uh, there's a lot of jockeying right now going on for money in the AAC. The ACC, the PAC4, they're, they're gonna come back. It seems like uh, the is holding. Uh, Florida State from some reports I saw on Twitter. Uh, from some people that I follow throughout the Big Ten or the Big 12 and the ACC, uh, sounds like Florida State was just trying to jockey for some money spots. You know, they, they definitely want to leave. They're not happy, yep, yep. but they're making noise and they're
1: trying and to they show that they may leave. Ne- they may, yeah, they may leave next year, but they ain't leaving to that this year. This coming or this yeah, coming it, next season, they may, they might give their notice next year, but they're probably waiting to see how this all plays out.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they ran out of time because I think today was the deadline. Uh, but today I'm, excited, I'm excited yeah, the matchups. Uh, I know some rivalries are dying, you know, but it's just like Texas A&M, Texas, you know, went away. Now you got Texas LSU. Uh, that's that's a fun rivalry right there. They hate each other. I love it. Texas Bama, I, that's a good one. Or Texas A&M Bama. Um, yeah, you're, we're missing out on Bedlam now. We're missing out on the, you know – some stuff like that, or even Washington State, Washington. Uh, you know, I, I get that, and, and it does suck. But I'm excited to see teams like Wisconsin, you know, playing Washington. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, Michigan playing Oregon, you know, more often. I, I'm i excited to see, um, you know, the Arizona teams in the Big 12, what's going to happen there. Uh, obviously, USC, UCLA. So I think there's, there's going to be – a lot of cool matchups that come out of it and conference realignment is not dead. It's uh, it's going to keep happening. The money talks, obviously, Uh, but we're we're still going to have the pageantry of college football. Uh, Yeah. Money's involved. We got, you know, obviously the NIL, you know, the demon there, but people have been playing, paying recruits forever. Now it's just out in the open, Uh, you know, transfer portal, I think is a good thing to a point, Um, you know, coaches are leaving players, you know, they, they've got family issues or they're just looking for greener pastures. And hey, if, if they're not, you know, part of your good culture, send them off somewhere else. And, you know, if they're a problem. Now, now you don't have to deal with it. Addition buys attraction. Uh, so we'll see, man. I, I don't know. I think obviously it's changing. It's adapting college football, but you're still going to have the fans. You're still going to have the, the stadiums and the music and, you know, the whole nine yards of the pageantry of it. I think we're going to be just fine, especially if, you know the the these lower conferences, Big Twelve. Big Twelve is going to be a great basketball conference. Uh, they're going to be a fun football conference, that's for damn sure. Uh, the A C the A C C. Uh, who knows? A A C. It sounds like they're they might merge with the Pack Four, and some Mountain West teams might merge with the Pack, so that they're going to keep their Power Five status. Who the hell knows? It's it's going to happen. We're we're still you know we'll cover it. Whenever we find out more, we'll let everybody know. But I'm excited overall, uh, a little bit, you know, hesitant on some things, you know, but it's happening. We can't stop it. So I'm still going to watch football. You know, I'm not tripping over it.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah. Football is going to be here no matter what. I mean, everybody's going to trip a little bit about what's going on with their team. Yeah. And I, the, the only thing about realignment that I think is a problem is the simple fact is that fans on the West Coast, I mean, look, not everybody can pay for a plane ticket to come see their team play at the big house or whatever, or or play, you know, in the swamp or whatever. So, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I think that part of it, it doesn't do much for the fans uh, as far as that goes. But, I mean, again, it's all about the money. So, it is what it is, you know. And, you know, since we're speaking about conferences, I guess – I don't know, Brendan, I think now's about as good a time as any is to start to go through the conferences and kind of talk about everything that we think is going to happen. I
0: agree with you. We'll cycle back in, and, you know, we talked about some of the top 25, some of the players and teams, and uh, I think we start at the top, you know, alphabetical, power five. Uh, we've kind of reached in the AAC. Uh, Blake sent us his over chat, so let, let me go off Blake's first, and then we'll bounce off ours. Uh, You know he's he's feels bad that his stuff broke down on him. Um, So for him, we're gonna list off uh, pretenders, contenders, and dark horse candidates for each of the Power Five conferences, and then Trevor and I, I think we're gonna bang off some, uh, you know, who we think for the AAC, the American. Uh, So real quick, Blake, we're we're gonna run it down for the AAC. Excuse me, for the ACC. He's got FSU as his main contender. Uh, He's got Clemson as the pretender, baby. Clemson, that pretender. And then Miami is. Wow. Hold up now. He's got Miami, the dark horse. Um, Miami? Yeah. Wow. Miami? No, I, I won't get into some uh, some country music there. You know, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> please, no. Please, no. You know, Keith Whitney, baby. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of the goats. Uh, but either way, that's who he's got. Blake's for the Big Ten. You know, I, I love him for this. I know it was very hard for him to say, but he's got Michigan as the contender. He loves, he loves Shidna, Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he's got always
1: OS- He hates Jim Harbaugh, he likes Michigan. Yeah, you're right,
0: you're right. Inverse, uh, but I know it still pains him because of us. Uh, he's got OSU as the pretender, man. I, I don't know what, what he's gonna say about OSU when we cover the top 10 next week, or uh, later this week. Um, yeah, Wisconsin's his dark, dark horse it makes a lot of sense. Big 12. He's got Blake has Texas as the contender. He's buying Texas. He said Texas bat. You know, I'm going to put words in his mouth. You know, if he wants to refute them, you know, we'll, we'll let him, uh, we'll let him say it next go. Around. Uh, Oklahoma State's his pretender. I got, I dig that. Um, K-State's his dark horse. Uh, shift into Pac-12. Utah's his main contender. USC is his pretender, and Oregon State the dark force. I think everybody's probably feeling the same way on that. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. But no, if you just yeah. you know feel the same way. Maybe. Maybe. And then SEC, you know, he's got Bama as the main contender. They're they're loaded. Who who? How do you bet against Alabama? You you really can't. Uh, Tennessee is his pretender. <laughs> yeah
1: i i think a lot of people probably feel i could i i i could have predicted that one shoot i saw that one come from a mile if our
0: uh if our buddy shane jewell gets a hold of this uh he, he's gonna he's gonna send up some words but uh you know he he talks a lot anyway and then uh texas a&m it's his dark horse baby texas a and i mean i get it
1: a- after all of that Man, I don't know about that, but all right, all right. What are yours, man? What you got? Well, I mean, since we just ended up with that – ended at SEC, I'll just start back up with the SEC. I got Bama. I got – ten. I got Bama as my contender for obvious reasons. I like the – I just like – I like Bama way more than any other team. I got – Tennessee is definitely the pretender, 100%. But I have the real uh, – I think it is a dark horse – I guess in a way, but I also think that this team is going to knock the bleep and bleep out of Georgia and take them right out. I think LSU. I think LSU they may I guess you could consider them also a contender. I don't know. It's weird to say LSU is a dark horse, but whatever. Everyone kind of thinks of Alabama, Georgia and everybody else. But but Yes, L, uh, LSU is my my team where I think they're just going to come rolling in and take out both Georgia and Alabama.
0: Yep, I, I'm with you there. Um, if you want, to, we'll just roll down it th- together. Uh, unless you want to do a snake type thing, but I'm thinking we just go to
1: just go, just keep on going. Yeah,
0: SEC. I, I've got Georgia. I I know they're you know they're they've got odds against them with the you know trying to three p trying to be the the you know, number one team to win it. Not saying they're going to win the playoffs, but I think they're going to win the SEC again. Uh, they're just loaded at talent. You know, they're in the, the SEC East. Um, I don't know. I think they've got the best chance. Tennessee. I'm with you on Pretender. I feel like we're all harping on these guys, man. I but I just I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. Uh, the other option for Pretender I had simply because they made the top 25 is Texas A&M. Uh, I just – I'm not buying it. I want them to prove it before I, I commit anything. I, th- I think that's fair. Uh, not trying to shit on them, but, you know, I, I think it's fair. And then uh, the Dark Horse, again, how can you say the Dark Horse are in the top 25? I, I think Ole Miss can make can make some noise, man. I think they've got potential to, to you know, really really do something. And, uh, obviously, LSU's is up there. They're going to make a run. But for me, Dark Horse, I'm going – Ole Miss, uh,
1: pack 12 Oh my gosh, you took the words right out of my mouth though, because I was toss- I was tossing the idea around LSU or Ole Miss. I really wanted to do Ole Miss to be honest with you, but I was like, well, I'm going to go with LSU because I, I truly believe that they are going to come out and just surprise everybody on how dominant they really are. I, I'm with you there. I. I it, and, it it basically shows people. I know they're a ranked team. I get it, but I think that they are they are undervalued as far as their talent and the coaching that they are getting there. I just think that I think Ole Miss and LSU could be shocking a lot of people this year.
0: Yeah. I feel you on that. Uh, Pac-12, what you got, man?
1: Oh, Pac-12. Well, I'm going to agree with Blake. Utah is a contender. I am going to agree. But I do not agree that USC is the pretender. I think Oregon is the pretender. I think Oregon is the pretender. I think they are just going to crack the bed. Um, and dark horse. God, I really do like Oregon State's pick. I really do. I hate. I don't really want to. I don't. I do not want to agree with him. But I might. Have, I might have to. I might have to. You know what? I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go crazy with my dark horse. Oh, boy. <laughs> Super crazy. Super crazy. I'm going to go my dark horse is Colorado. Oh! oh. Colorado is my dark horse. <laughs> Come on, Dion. Come on, Dion. <laughs> Bring it home. You're going to have to shift back because Colorado
0: is in the big 12 this year. They switched this year. Oh, that's- <laughs>
1: I thought nobody was effective this right, year. Colorado, right, or am I wrong? No, I'm wrong. I'm drinking. I thought nobody's effect No realignment's effective this my year, bad. I've,
0: it's I've, next I've year. We've been sipping on some good stuff, so my apologies. My apologies, you know, Colorado fans. I'm just eager for you to take the L's in the Big 12. Um, yeah, I think the end's going to do fine, so my bad, Trevor. Um, <laughs> I, dig the, I dig the pick. I kind of went. Utah again. Everybody's got Utah. Uh, USC is another, but I think Utah's got it. Pretend I kind of pick UCLA. I, I mean, they're, they lost Dorian Thompson-Robinson at quarterback. I don't know how Chip Kelly's gonna do. Uh, he's he's really salty about this whole conference championship thing or conference uh, realignment thing. So I, I just I don't know. I don't know if they've got it in them. And then Oregon State, dark horse. Going with Blake on that one. Uh, I know it's kind of sentiment across the board, just what they have and, and their schedule sets up to make some new some some noise. Uh, all right, so Big Ten, we're obviously Big Ten fans. Don't root for the Big Ten, but we we're...
1: No, we got so let, let's see what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? Go ahead. Oh. Sorry, my bad.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll roll with it. Uh, obviously, Michigan trying to go for that three-peat on the Big Ten championship. Uh, they've got J.J. back. they got Blake Korn. I mean, they got everybody back. They're losing, uh, you know, Ronnie Bell out wide. But I think they've got some young guys that are going to step up. Sounds like they're going to air it out a little bit more, let J.J. work it. So we're, we're going to see. But I, I think they've, they've got a strong chance to win it again and make a push for the, the national title. This is the team to do it because next year it's going to be tough. Uh Penn State's my pretender, uh, new quarterback. It's really my main reason. They've got got a really good offensive line, really good running backs. I don't trust James James Franklin in big games, uh, so I'm calling them pretenders. And then Wisconsin's that dark horse. Man, they've got so much potential to to kill it. Or like we said earlier, they could flop, man. What you got?
1: Well, um, I am with you on Michigan as a contender. I'm with you on Penn State as the pretender. Um, I I mean, I have to significant – there is no – I mean, as much as I would love to call these guys pretenders, I can never probably call Ohio State a pretender (laughs) unless they prove to me that they really are. Uh, But, no, Penn State's 100% a pretender uh, all day long. But my dark horse – God. My dark horse is going to give me a coronary thinking about it, but my dark horse is Illinois. Okay. Is Illinois. I like what they're doing in Illinois. And I think that they are going to surprise some people this year.
0: Yeah, I I think that's totally fair. They were a good team last year. Took took a lot of teams to the water. Scared the hell out of some teams. Uh, they've got that chance, man. They've got that chance. Shifting up, let's get to the Big 12. Texas, I think, is the main contender is what I'm going with. Not necessarily saying they're, they're going to make the playoff, but they've got the talent. They could do it. Are they back? I don't know. But I'm saying they are the contender in the conference. Uh, And they should be because of the talent they have. And the quarterback play. Um, Pretender, TCU, top 25, replacing so much. I just – I don't think they've got it. Um, You know, I'm I'm worried about them. Uh, I think they're going to drop. And then Dark Horse, probably again, what most people are thinking, Texas Tech. They've got – a hell of a chance to make some noise, not just in the conference, but in the college football picture this year. Uh, I, I like them. I think I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch. Trevor, what you got for Big Twelve?
1: I'm going to make one of, one of one of your buddies happy. I'm sure. So my contender is going to be probably Texas. Looking at everything with the Big Twelve, it's probably Texas. Uh, as much as I don't like it. It is. And as far as my pretender goes, like, the Big 12, I'm sorry, Big 12 people. But my pretender, there's, like, four teams that are in my pretender list that I don't want to take off. uh that is like, real talk. So uh, I'll just take the top two. Oklahoma and TCU are both pretenders. They do not deserve to be in the talk ever. Yeah. Right now. They're just a joke. And – uh you're right. Texas Tech is definitely a dark horse, I think. But I'm going to go one better. I'm going to go. Uh, this I guess this is the night where I just go out on a limb on everything except for the SEC. Um, and I'm going to go with Kansas as my dark horse. Okay. All right. So you're you're going <laughs> to my
0: dear friend, uh, Colton. Man, he's he's a K State fan. He hates Kansas.
1: Yeah. If he. When he listens to this, he's gonna he's gonna like hearing that. He's gonna like hearing that for sure. I'll make sure he
0: asks you there, so uh, so we can have this conversation in full light. Um, Colt, we love you, buddy. I, I think Kansas State's gonna Kansas State's gonna do it. How much they're gonna do it, I don't know. Uh, shifting up, we're going to ACC final final Power Five conference. Uh, my main contenders is Florida State. They got a lot coming back. They had a hot spell last year. Uh, towards the end. They, I think they're it. I think they've got a really good chance to go to the playoffs. Um, I don't buy Clemson. Uh, Pretender, though, UNC, I, I just I don't have faith in them uh, doing what they should. Uh, even though they got Drake May, I just don't see it. And uh, Dark Horse, I'm, I'm going to go a little wild there. I'm saying NC State, man. I don't know. I just... I like,
1: Whoa, really? I like the uniforms, all right? I'm... Right. They got, so they got <laughs> you know, I, Oh, my God. You're picking a team like my wife would.
0: <laughs> i time. I got to do it tonight. You know, I haven't I've have been kind of, you know, far, been right on that, that chalk line. So I'm going to NC State just because I like their uniforms. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm digging it. They've got the vibe. Let's see what
1: happens. All right. All right. All right. God, bless it, Blake. I really don't want to agree with them, but – I got to. I actually agree with both of you on the first two. Florida State's probably the, prote- the, the sorry, not the contender. They're probably the contender. Uh, although, in my, you know what? No, I'm not going to copy y'all. I'm going to go flip flop everybody. Clemson's my contender. <laughs> Clemson's my contender. We're just going to do this. We're going to do this right. Because I, I have them a one two punch. So honestly, I think it's just, uh, you know, pick your poison really with either one of them. So I'm going to go with Clemson. I'm going to go Clemson. My contender, my pretender is, oh, 100% North Carolina. And my dark horse is Louisville.
0: Okay. All right. Hey, it's it's going to be a wild season. Like I said, looking at all the schedules, we got some good week one games coming up with Utah, Florida kicking it off, I think, Thursday night. Uh we, get, we got the 26th is coming up fast. 11 days, man, until the first big weekend of college football. That week zero crap. I call it week one because I'm pumped. I'm making cheese dip. Uh, probably having some some Mandelos that are dressed up with some lime and salt. And, boy, it's going to be a good day. I'm watching the football all freaking day long. The family's already aware. Don't call me on Saturdays unless you're talking crap about, you know, some team that uh, starts with an Ohio State and uh, finishes with the Tennessee just because we've been rolling on them tonight. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just – I'm pumped up. I'm ready for it to be here. School's starting. Kids in football, go, you know, he's got shit going on. It's that time of year, man, and it's, th- it's that time of year, and I'm glad that we're starting this up. Our very first podcast, you know, the boys, we're, we're
1: chatting, we're, we're chilling. So, Trevor, you got any final thoughts? Hey guys, uh, this is our first podcast, and so we want to we want to open it up to everybody. This ain't about just us talking. This is about you guys getting having a word in. We aren't big time. We ain't gonna be big time. Uh, reach out to Brendan and I on Twitter. Uh, throw out any comments you guys want to talk about. Want us to bring up on, on, a lot, on our on our podcast? We can we can talk about just about anything. Just reach out to us on Twitter. Yeah. Um, at Kicking It With The the Grid. Uh, We love y'all. We'll we'll see you guys next episode. Yeah, final thoughts.
0: Uh, We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Please share uh, so we can get some more people, some more interaction. We'd love to do mailbags, anything like that. Uh, Share us big on Twitter. I think that's the biggest spot for College Football Talk. Uh, Facebook, whatever, you can share us there. We got an Instagram page. We're rolling. Uh, You can find our podcast on multiple locations we're going to share it we're going to blast it out it's linked on all of our socials uh so please share it and you know give us feedback you know uh from friends family if you guys like it let us know if you don't like some things or whatever just holler at us uh we won't get too offended i mean maybe trevor will but i'll, I'll try not to uh blake blake might collapse i don't know so uh just just holler at us and uh we're just again excited for folks We'll holler at you guys later. We're going to try to drop another episode uh, this week and uh, maybe into the weekend, depending, and uh, cover that top 10 and any other news that's dropped. So, yeah, follow us on, on the socials, and we'll, we'll see you guys later. All right. Appreciate y'all.